0: Good evening, Richmond Hill. Please pray with me. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh God, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friends, I'm here in the veggie garden of Richmond Hill. And I'm sure as I say that, many are wondering, where is their vegetable garden? Well, it was started this past March by residents in partnership with Chat Legacy Farm and has grown and flourished amidst the COVID lockdown. It's located on the far west side of the campus, just beyond the Labyrinth, over the wall in the extended parking lot. We hope when COVID restrictions are lifted and Richmond Hill reopens, you will come and experience this wonderful asset to Richmond Hill. During the first season, the garden produced herbs like Thai basil, thyme, dill, and garlic, along with tomatoes, peppers, bok choy, kale, cabbage, kohlrabi, radishes, melons, strawberries, and flowers that was thoroughly enjoyed by residents and gardeners and sold locally through Legacy's Farm Market. Over the past eight months, garden co-leader Beth Nelson has invited gardeners as they come to the garden to take a moment's pause, to take notice of what is in and taking place in the garden, to take a moment to pause and look for what she calls shimmers, something that catches your eye or piques your interest or sparks your imagination, to take a moment's pause to experience and offer gratitude for God's blessings. This past Saturday, the last produce of the garden was harvested and the beds were laid to rest for the winter months. Those that initially hauled soil, formed garden beds, sowed seeds, watered, weeded, and ultimately harvested healthy and tasty food, gathered again for a moment's pause to reflect and offer gratitude and thanksgiving for all the many blessings of this garden and time shared together gardening. Our story from the Gospel of Luke, of the Grateful Samaritan, offers us another opportunity to take a moment's pause, to notice the image of who and what matters to Jesus and should therefore matter to us, his disciples. In the story, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. As he enters a village, 10 men, afflicted with leprosy, a very contagious disease, approach Jesus, calling out to him, but keep their distance because they are infected. They know the strict rules about avoiding contact and social distancing. They beg for mercy, to be relieved of this disease that isolates them from family and friends. Does this sound vaguely familiar? Without even a wave of a magic wand, Jesus immediately sends them to show themselves to the priest to confirm their healing and in route they are miraculously cured of the disease. One man turns back. It's not the kind of metanoia 180 degree turn away from sin. This is just a pivoting momentary pause. But it makes all the difference for what Jesus sees about the state of this man's soul. This man's pivoting momentary pause turns on a fulcrum of gratitude. He turns back around and drops to his knees in thankfulness. Jesus then declares that this man's faith has made him well. His recognition that God is at work when Jesus notices and heals the hurts and brokenness that are not noticed by others. His understanding that to thank Jesus Is to glorify God. This is the manifestation of faith that makes well. Love that springs from gratitude is the essence of faith. What is it about gratitude that is so healing? Studies show that cultivating thankfulness increases our level of happiness and satisfaction in life and the quality of our relationships. High levels of gratitude also increase our physical and psychological health. In our gospel story, apparently something different happened with this one man. He was a Samaritan who was not only afflicted by leprosy, but was also looked down upon because of his status as a foreigner. And yet, it was his faith on the inside pivoting on that fulcrum of gratitude that mirrored the healing that Jesus had caused to happen on the outside. But was it this one miraculous act of healing that caused his sudden orientation toward gratitude? Was it this sudden cure that caused his faith? That certainly may be possible but probably not likely, given that the other nine had the same experience and had no pivoting momentary pause. I think it's more likely that this man had cultivated his gratitude for many years so that even in the midst of his affliction he found reason to be thankful thus when this miracle of physical healing occurred his spirit was already oriented in such a way that gratitude naturally followed Paul wrote in his first letter to Thessalonians give thanks in all circumstances Notice, paul didn't say give thanks for all circumstances because certainly there are things that happen to us that we are not happy about and for good reason how indeed could paul have been thankful in every circumstance in imprisonments in beatings in all kinds of adversity that most find tragic and unbearable for this reason as he writes that all things work together for good to them that love god Therefore, every occurrence may be subject of gratitude and thankfulness. Paul could be thankful in all circumstances out of Paul's love for and faith in God. Paul's conversion and intimate walk and discipleship with Jesus had grown his love and cultivated his gratitude. So that even in the midst of affliction, he found reason to be thankful. Paul had partaken of a faith wherein he could rejoice always and give thanks in everything, even those things that were not only unpleasant but also seemingly unbearable. Giving thanks in everything, in all circumstances, even amidst a pandemic, is about trusting that God is still present, still cares, and is still active, even if we can't immediately see how that action is manifesting itself. That kind of trust is faith. Love that springs from gratitude is the essence of faith. It's a grateful love that makes well. We give thanks that God is still working in and through us and others to bring about healing, wholeness, completeness, and salvation. This Thursday, our country will celebrate Thanksgiving. For many, it will be a day to take a moment's pause to offer gratitude to God for all our many blessings, for family and friends, even if we're not able to be together, for good health and in illness, for healing and renewal, for first responders, medical personnel, and essential workers, for teachers and mentors, for mercy and forgiveness, for justice and righteousness, for safety and security, for sun and rain, for love, compassion, kindness, and hope. A day to take a moment's pause for gratitude. A day of to offer our thanksgiving. I suspect most of us don't know the name Martin Rinkert, but most likely may know of his beautiful testament to faith and thanksgiving in his words to a traditional thanksgiving hymn. Pastor Martin Rinkert served in the town of Eilenburg, Germany, during the horrors of the Thirty Years' War of 1618 to 1648. Eilenburg became an overcrowded refuge for the surrounding area. The fugitives suffered from epidemic and famine. At the beginning of 1637, the year of the great pestilence, there were four ministers in Eilenburg but one abandoned his post for healthier areas and could not be persuaded to return. Pastor Renkert officiated the funerals of the other two. As the only pastor left, he conducted funeral services for as many as 40 to 50 persons a day, some 4,480 in all. In May of that year, his own wife died. By the end of the year, the refugees had to be buried in trenches without services. In the face of overwhelming pressure, constant risk and horrendous conditions, Rinkert never stopped ministering to the people of his city. He gave away nearly everything he owned to the poor and needy, though he could barely clothe and feed his own children. He even mortgaged his future income to provide for his family and community. At one point toward the end of the war, the Swedish army surrounded the city and demanded an enormous ransom from the impoverished and starving citizens. Knowing his people didn't have the money, Rinkert pleaded with the Swedes to lower the amount only to be rejected. It's reported that Rinkert returned to the city, fell on his knees and said, "'Come, my children, we can find no hearing, no mercy with men, let us take refuge with God. He then began to pray so fervently that the Swedish general was moved to lower his price, less than 5% of the original sum. After nearly 30 years of ceaseless struggles, peace was within grasp. Wanting to give his children a song to sing to God and thanks at the dinner table, Rinkert sat down, and composed what would become one of the most well-known thanksgiving hymns of all time. Now thank we all, our God. Yet while living in a world dominated by sickness and death, Renkert wrote this timeless prayer of thanksgiving, a reminder to be grateful to God in all circumstances, a testament to his faith, Listen to Richmond Hill staff offering a moment's pause for gratitude. What am I grateful for? I am grateful for Richmond Hill. I am grateful for all of these wonderful things that I have learned since I've been here. I'm grateful for the books on my bookshelf. I am grateful for this community for the work and for the opportunity to bring about the healing and the transformation of ourselves and this wonderful city in which we live. Amen. What am I grateful for? Today I'm grateful for God's mercy. It is truly because of his mercy that I have not been consumed. I'm grateful for his grace towards me I'm grateful for my family and friends, and that God gives me an opportunity every day to try and get it right. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. And so for that, I'm extremely grateful. This Thanksgiving, I am so grateful for you and for everyone who's part of the Richmond Hill community, both here and beyond our walls, Um, and just humbled by all the people who make this place happen. So thank you. I'm grateful to have seen in my lifetime not only our first black president, but also our first female vice president of color. It's a challenging time to be alive, but it's also an exciting time to be alive. We're witnessing what a 100 years ago people thought was impossible. For that, I'm grateful. This year, I am feeling a deep sense of gratitude for the space that 2020 has opened up, for courageous conversations about deep injustices that have gone on for too long, and for my community, where I have been able to practice lament, and also the practice of noticing delights and the wonders of this world. and and balancing and holding each other in all of those spaces. Even after considering all that we have encountered in 2020, there's still room for gratitude and thanksgiving, to see a new day, to hear a bird chirp, or feel the warmth of the sun. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. November is a special time to be thankful, a time to remember, a time to embrace those who enrich our lives when you think about it there's so much to be thankful for may we count them one by one not only today but all the days of our life a moment's pause for gratitude to god for all our many blessings may it be so amen and amen